Welcome to Different from the Other Kids, a weekly talk show for parents of challenging children. With your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different from the Other Kids. Each week, Angela will interview an individual or professional within the mental health community. Different from the Other Kids, Season 2, Production of Marketing Maven Agency. Howdy, it's Angela from Different from the Other Kids, welcoming you to another program of the podcast. I am here today uh, interviewing Rosa Rago, who is really a unique spiritual and physical specialist. Very hard to describe what Rosa does, but let me give it a shot here. And I'm paraphrasing all over the place. A method of body-centered psychotherapy and mindfulness based on self-discovery. It's a great way to put what she does. Based on a trust that every individual has inner wisdom and the power for self-healing, Rosa uses mindfulness and the body to facilitate personal growth and transformation. She is very unusual for many reasons. Because of her modality, she's actually an energy healer who hides behind the fact that she's a fascial stretch therapist. But let me give you a little bit more of her background. She attended Central Michigan University on a full scholarship as a Division I soccer athlete. She graduated with a five-year Bachelor of Science degree in exercise physiology and a minor in nutrition. Her program specialized in cardiac rehabilitation and preventative disease. Rosa graduated with honors and was part of the Dean's List for five years. Inspired to want to help people live healthier and more fulfilling lives, Rosa became a personal trainer at Good Life Fitness. Rosa was one of the first personal trainers in her region and one of 10 across Canada to receive a level 5 trainer promotion, which is their highest level trainer. She quickly became recognized as a top 5 personal trainer in the company. Rosa's evolution led her to expand her vision and to fully live her life's purpose. In 2012, she launched her own company, Rise Mind Body Fitness. Her continued passion comes through in her teachings and her way of being as she leads thousands to awaken to a journey filled and led by a life of self-love. Rosa is an exceptional practitioner of self-love and she has a great belief in healing the mind will heal the body and healing the body will heal the mind. So please welcome, without further ado, one of our favorite people now for Christina, who is seeing her as well as myself. Please welcome Rosa. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you've got, I wanted to ask very specifically how you got involved in doing what most people would consider to be an alternative therapy. Okay, well, it actually kind of just happened to me and it kind of just happened. So it was more of a process of just embracing it as I allowed it to happen. So it always started off as me just knowing that I wanted to help people. And when I was in university at Central Michigan University in the States, I thought to help people, you know, I could be a doctor or something. And then I did my internship at a hospital and I realized, you know, that didn't resonate with me once I worked at the hospital. So I came home and I thought, well, maybe I can become a personal trainer and help people that way and prevent them from getting to that point. So I became a personal trainer and I worked with clients and then I realized there was still something more. And so while I was working with my clients, at the same time, I was simultaneously healing myself because about a year and a half before I started training out of a gym as a personal trainer, I had I was hit by a car, a metal plate in my arm. So having transitioned from you know an athletic lifestyle and to performance-based type training, 
to having to, you know, work on the simple things and, and work on kind of rehabbing and, and fixing my body. Uh, is that how you got to Michigan State? Uh, so I went to Central Michigan University okay. and I went there on a soccer scholarship. Okay. So, and I was there for five years. And so I was an athlete all my life. So I was new one way of training, which was training hard and pushing your body hard and everything like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. Usually, you know, what happens is you, you become so good at pushing yourself so hard that we don't know the other side of how to just not move and how to relax and stay still. And it becomes your identity really, you know, to, you know, perform and, and to be an athlete and, and all that stuff. So, so much, it's just so busy. It's such a busy life. When I got hit by a car, it really kind of stopped me in my tracks, you know, and, and everything kind of changed. I had brought out a lot, I brought out a side to me that made me realize I didn't know how to be still. And, uh, you know, at first you think that the reason why you're not happy is because of the situation when you realize, you know, really was just exposing an unhappiness within me that I didn't even know was there because I was too busy all the time. It's something that probably would have hit me later on in life. Mm. So, um, but anyway, so just in the healing of my own body, it kind of influenced the way I approached personal training my clients because I started to realize as I experienced my own rehab that there was something more to just training. You know, everything we do is subconscious. We're going to use the patterns we already have unless we implement some, you know, an extra level of consciousness to intentionally change a pattern. And so I realized as I was training my clients, no matter how perfect in theory the exercises were, if there wasn't that stillness and that silence to enter a deeper layer, they're still going to train the same patterns. The, the body and the mind are just looking to execute the exercise, get the 10 reps in, get the movement in. So if on the outside, you're creating this illusion of this excellent exercise you're doing, but it wasn't working. And I realized that, you know, my clients needed to first perceive their body, first feel it, first get their minds there. Their minds weren't even in their bodies, you know. And I experienced this, experienced this through my own rehab because I remember I was I went back to training my body the way I used to train it. My body wasn't responding the same way, and the symptoms and that I was having were the same common symptoms my clients were having that they were complaining about. And so I had to figure it out on my own. I had um, you know doctors and physiotherapists saying you know it's not going to get any better after this kind of thing or whatever. So just like oh these, really yeah limiting beliefs. So for some reason I didn't accept it. So I was just always in my body as I was stretching as I was feeling my body and. Over time, what happened was as I was doing that, I started to, at first, I acknowledged that things started to happen to me, like certain thoughts, certain memories were, were popping up randomly, and I thought that I was just, you know, zoning off. And then I started to notice a link that every time I, my mind and my body, I, I, put, I went off to the side and connect my mind and my body and to stretch, you know, I, I noticed a link with certain thoughts and everything that was kind of coming up. So I was able to consciously acknowledge what was happening. And in that week, I had a friend who said, you know, you have to read this book. It's called Anatomy of the Spirit from Carolyn Miss. And so I read it and this book was talking about how we, you know, store emotions and memories in our bodies and all that stuff. And I was, it just started to validate kind of what I was going through. So I was like, wait a minute, you know, I need to explore this. Like, why am I holding on to these memories? And as I started to do that, I also started to notice that I was attracting more things in my life. I was uh, not reacting to things that, you know, I would have been reacting to before. Maybe something would upset me. The less things were upsetting me. I was seeing things differently with more clarity. And so it took me a while to just allow myself to witness what was happening. And I acknowledged there's something going on, but I didn't talk about it really. But I just kept embracing that journey. So I kept stretching and stretching and more good things started to happen to me. And, and I mean, it's not just traditional stretching. There's a whole other level of being able to find your silence and, and, and being in your body and, and moving with that intention and that almost, purpose. Almost meditative, really, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yes, it's so meditative, but um, it's then bringing that meditative state into everything you do, like into the movement and everything. And so as I started to do that, you know, my life around me just started to change and 
and I started to realize how beneficial this was. And, and at the same time, while I was training my clients, I realized that, you know, while they were, uh, you know, getting stronger, there was a, there's a point of plateau, you know, there's like a, something we could, a barrier we can break, or, you know, usually people regain the weight and then it's harder the second, third time around. And it's just, you know, no, no matter how badly they want it, they just can't get them, their actions to align with, you know, what they wanted. And so I, uh, as I was going through this journey myself, I realized, you know, it's their patterns that are blocking them. So I started to really implement more stretching, more, you know, put your mind in your body kind of approach and, and really getting them engaged in the present moment in everything that we did. Mm-hmm. You know, then that's when I had a lot of clients start to notice that their minds, their state of mind was changing. They were changing who, how they thought. And it really does start with like how you think, you know, so um, it just kind of ended up somehow evolving to a journey of just establishing a relationship with self and getting to know parts of ourselves that, you know, um, that we never would have known unless we explored them. And in doing this, you know, when you bring in the law of attraction into this, you realize that everything you attract really is based off what you think. Um, but it's not what you think consciously because, you know, it's hard for us to accept, you know, how did I attract this in my life and it's something that's like I never would have wanted this to happen in my life but you know that's the mystery of life is just understanding why things that happen and and not trying to understand it all but acknowledging that when we actually go within and start to love ourselves um, and start to really explore ourselves and connect to that part of us that is so infinite and so abundant and and so connected to you know spirit and and love and all that stuff you do start to notice you know your life attract something of that sort and it's it actually is it's just unreal so um Mm -hmm. that kind of started to happen to me and then I started to get referrals for people but it wasn't just physically based I had people coming for injuries and then I started getting you know people started referring people for you know depression and all kinds of things and kind of I just kind of went with the flow but I never really changed the approach it kind of just taught them how to go in their body and how to really you know, connect with themselves and it just evolved into it. So that's one of the questions I was going to ask you, or one of the things I was actually going to make everyone aware of is what I find hilarious is, and it happened to me. So Mm -hmm. I know it happens to you regularly is people show up and they say, I'm not really sure why I'm here. Uh, It's almost as if they present themselves to you. And why do you think that is? Do you think that there is that they're drawn to you for a specific reason or Mm -hmm. their life circumstances put them here? Or what do you think? Uh, to be honest, I think that, you know, just from experience, I would say most clients, because it's all referral-based, that come in to see me, uh, they always come in and say, you know, I actually have no idea why I'm here. I was just told that I need to come see you kind of thing. And so it happens through first a conversation with someone, maybe one of my clients, um, who's had an experience with, you know, what I've done and acknowledged how it's changed their life in, in a positive way. And it just turns out that no matter what a person will complain about, whether it's, you know, they're struggling physically or there's something they're, they're dealing with emotionally, um, it's just in it for, you know, the conversation. My client might say, you know, you just go see Rosa. And they'll say, okay, well, why? And she's like, I can't explain. You just got to go see. <laughs> and it's, you know, and I, I, I honestly don't think that it's anything different from yoga or meditation or anything like that. I think that it's just my way of teaching it comes from a place of experience. It's how I experienced it. So I'm able to articulate it in a way that helps people to truly understand. Cause you know, there's some people out there, oh, meditation is not for me or this is not for me. And it's really because there's a lack of understanding. As I show my clients how to do it rather than tell them and allow them to go through that experience, they start to kind of believe it more. And I also think that the reason why people come and not understanding why is, I mean, it's, it goes even deeper than that, but I think it's subconscious. At a subconscious level, they know 
that they need mm-hmm. um, the healing and, and they're at a point of they're just surrendering. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They just, usually it's when people have tried everything mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, you know, I've tried everything. Why not? Might as well try something. So That was exactly my experience was mm-hmm. that I've had a bad back. I had a herniated back about three years ago. Good Lord, it's probably three and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I've tried all different kinds of things, and I would get a little bit further, a little bit further, but it never really got better. Mm-hmm. And that was in my head what I thought I was coming for. But when I got here, it was so much bigger than that. And exactly what it is that you have described as serendipitous uh, things happening, uh, opportunities opening up. Um, and everyone can turn around and say, yes, well, it's, it's not serendipitous. It is because you you know, put something into action or, or whatever. There's always going to be those naysayers. I'm not going to discount any of it. All I'm going to say is I know that a lot of things have changed for me in the short period of time that I've been coming to see you. And they've been, yeah, all different kinds of strange, wild, and wonderful. Lots of different memories coming up. Uh, things that I've needed to work on that I know I've needed to work on. I've been working on opportunities, really weird and strange opportunities coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. that I have never experienced before. So that's that's and that Mm -hmm. has been my experience and that when I look on the testimonials we'll give uh, Rose's uh, website uh, address at the end of this as well but you need to hear these testimonials because nobody seems to be able to uh, nobody seems to be able to articulate very well why they came or what it is that Rose exactly does I know that we've tried a little bit uh, further and through the introduction I've tried to explain that a little bit better but most people really don't have a hot clue how to describe it it Mm -hmm. is a, a holistic therapy that is some people would call a bit you a woohoo or whatever mm-hmm. but I, I don't know there's yeah. there's something going on here that is absolutely working yeah and, and and so it's interesting that you say that you know we always have these great ideas and we always have things that go on in our head um the block isn't just following through with the action so it's nothing that i'm creating for a person as much as i'm just removing helping them to remove the loudness so that they can be who they are and rather than chasing life allowing life to come to you because really you know, I know it's hard to understand and um, it's hard to believe, but when you experience it, you will understand. That's why I'm not a big believer of talking about it so much and, and preaching it, if you will, as much as it's just let me show you, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what you will find is that we truly do have this greatness within us. And if we can learn and understand how to tap into it through the methods that I've used that have worked for me, just simply healing yourself and working yourself, things just happen. So there also has to be a consciousness and, and an openness to just witness all of this happening as you're going through it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people might not understand is that, you know, you've always been who you are this whole time. You know who you are in the inside of your head that no one else can see. But unfortunately, it's your actions that people judge. It's our way of being that people judge. It's really about aligning with who you are and allowing the actions to align with that is, mm-hmm. is where it's providing that missing link to allow it to kind of happen. So. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you've been um, teaching me that I had no idea was a thing at all mm-hmm. is you've been trying to get me to breathe mm-hmm. and you've been talking to me or describing to me what it means to breathe and what you're opening it up in your body mm-hmm. by allowing that breathing to happen. And it's really interesting. <laughs> I just came out of a session with Rosa and we were just talking. I like to say when I come out of a session with Rosa, it looks like you're doing absolutely nothing. But at the end of it, you are. You're actually tired. There's actually a mental and a physical thing that goes on that you're. I, I always come out saying, you know, I, you'd think I dug a ditch and all I did was lie on the table for an hour. Um, what do you attribute, what can you take me through or walk us mm-hmm. through what that looks like to you and why uh, the breathing is such an integral part mm-hmm. of all of these small movements uh, that is opening stuff up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
I don't even know how to describe it, mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind. Um, so I can kind of give you the literal and, and the metaphoric okay. um, example. But um, basically, the goal is just to realign breath with movement, right? Um, and if you think about it, breath is life. Right, breath is oxygen, and so if we just kind of step aside for a second, acknowledge that the body, you know, every single cell in our body has this intelligence to it, where they're like little factories, okay? And there's so much happening in our cells. You know, everyone knows the basics of like the function of the cells, the mitochondria, and all this stuff that's happening. That something, uh, there's a force behind the cells that's telling it what to do. And that's the part of our minds, our subconscious mind, that's actually controlling this. So the part of us that we're not connected to consciously, it's subconscious, is actually telling us to breathe, is actually telling our cells to, you know, to, to go through the replication process, is actually, you know, controlling our digestion. We don't have to consciously sit there and tell our cells to do that. It's impossible. So just acknowledging that every part of our physical being is actually connected to our subconscious mind. Right. And um, to heal ourselves and to understand who we are, we need to tap into and access that part of ourselves. And so by breathing into certain parts of our bodies and um, breathing into movement, we're actually awakening these parts of our minds, if you look at it that way. Okay. Um, and so it's not a coincidence that later on, after doing these exercises, you realize hmm, you have these realizations about yourself. You know, but it's important to step outside and to acknowledge it's happening uh, rather than, you know, because you can turn around and you, you can do all these exercises, you know, because you are injured and all of a sudden you acknowledge thoughts that come to you and then start to put forth action. You start to manifest in your life and then you try to tell other people, we well, just got to do it. You just have to decide. Well, there's a linky missing link. How did you get to the point where you actually decided? Right. And so helping people to understand that. The part of us that actually follows through with what we need to do is the part of us that is letting go of certain patterns, right? Um, it's not it's not that one person's greater than the other. One person figured it out more than the other. It's just that each, the only difference is that you chose to into it. And so that's where it's, it, I find that we get misguided is that we're told to go and do something, to go be great. Um, but every single person who's done that in some way has gone through some sort of healing and it's always involves um, breath or some sort of uh, physical intervention. So you're telling us to do the opposite, which is sit still and breathe. Sit still, breathe, and know what it's doing. Know that what it's doing is it's Consciously actually... walk yourself through yes. what that breath and stillness is. Yes. Because if you know what you're doing, then there's a deeper intention. While I know breathing into these body parts is awakening parts of my subconscious mind that is locking in these limiting beliefs that if I can just release them, you can actually witness yourself all of a sudden having realizations. You can witness yourself living your life differently. It's not coming from a place of control where you have to have, you know... Uh, a things to do list and you got to control your calories and you're trying so hard and it's like why does it have to be that hard it doesn't have to the part of us that is connected um you know to our truth will naturally do that effortlessly um and so all we have to do from a conscious place is go off to the side and just take the time to just do some breathing and because it's so simple we have to understand what this is doing when you understand what it's doing, um, you know, it, it's so simple that most people don't do it. They can't see the importance of it. Mm -hmm. But if we can just accept that really what it's doing is it's awakening, you know, aspects of us that um, are the parts of us that are actually connected to our greatness, you know. And that's how, you know, we can actually live the life that we were meant to live and that is actually already happening inside of us. We just need to break free and get, get to it kind of thing. So, and most of us 
seek this happiness and seek this greatness, not knowing how to do it. Mm -hmm. So we live this battle all the time and feeling, you know, not good enough or, you know, that person can do it. That's just not who I am. Of course, we are all, we're all that, right? It's just a matter of, you know, can you take the time to just breathe and awaken those parts of you? Really, Mm -hmm. it's, it's that simple. So, okay. Okay, Rosa, thank you so much. That was very, very enlightening. This is uh, part of part of the project of Different From the Other Kids that has a little bit of a natural element to it. Uh, so I'm very, very grateful that you sat down with us today. We're going to close off for just for today. So please make sure that you tune in again next time. I wanted to say thank you very much to Rosa for being here today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's great. And we will um, we'll see you parents uh, on the other side. Don't forget to follow Different From The Other Kids on Facebook and Twitter. Please review our podcast on iTunes. This will help us spread our message and reach all those who need some support. Different From The Other Kids, Season 2, production of Marketing Maven Agency. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different from the Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate healthcare provider. Thanks for listening to Different from the Other Kids. Made possible with the support of Deborah Kenny Jewelry. Jewelry meant to inspire. You can find them online at www.debrakennyjewelry.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.